Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast. Today's episode is called, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast. I'm Dean DeFalco, and who's with me tonight, guys? Evan Goldstein. And Nick Grillo. Evan, why'd you sound so sad about that? You should I be am happy trying. I am trying to say my name differently every podcast. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, A little we got variety. Some, uh, yes, yes, definitely. Uh, so we got some good books to talk about, but there's one thing I definitely want to talk about first. Nick, how was Batman? Uh, how, how was uh, how was Batman <laughs> Twilight? Oh, Batman Academy? Yeah. It's it's a pretty rough book. But if you're if you're a young kid, I guess you could go for it. Those, those damn youngsters and their love stories in high school and whatnot. <laughs> and sparkles. Don't forget sparkles. Lots of sparkles. Oh, of and course. How could I forget? Tons of characters I don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah. I heard some weird stuff about that book. Uh, if it's popular, I'm happy for the writer, you know. Uh, g- good for them. But besides I- that, you know. Yeah, I, I love Becky Cloonan and her art, um, but the the uh, the writing is just it's just n- no substance there. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it kind of looked like. Second thing is, guess what I saw uh, earlier this week? What did you say? Uh, Assault on uh, Arkham, I believe that's what it's called. The uh, the new. Oh yeah, the animated oh. one. Yeah, yeah, pretty good movie. Did either of you guys get to see that? I yeah, did. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, and I, I was happy that was mainly like a, a Deadshot thing and not just Batman again. It, it was a pretty cool scene, like all the Sinister Sticks and everything, and that some of the characters were disposable and all that. But we'll save that for another time. But if anybody gets a chance, go check it out because it's a great, uh, great animated film. Uh, with that, uh, why don't we start with Evan because I think we started with Nick last time. So, Evan, what have you been reading? All right, this week I got a hold of the new Thor, which is um, Aaron and oh, Dorderman. And actually, I haven't picked up a Thor book in quite a while, so I heard the rumors of there being a, um, an introduction to a new female Thor, and I wanted to see how they pulled that off. Now, mind you, I haven't read any of the Marvel's back stuff where they're in space and killing watchers and whatnot, so I'm just jumping in blind to this story, and, and it starts off with um, Thor not having control of his hammer anymore which i thought was i, I mean, what is thor without his hammer but um he's on the moon he's really depressed he's got all of his merry men with him and nobody knows what's going on um the only instance that they they spoke about is apparently nick fury got some sort of information from the watcher and all he did was whisper it into thor's ear thor dropped his hammer and has not been able to pick it up ever since He's kind of depressed about that. He's not really talking to anybody except the hammer, and he's just begging it to to move, and it's for naught. It's not moving. It ain't budging. And while everybody's up in space, or actually just on the moon dealing with this, there's this underground, uh, excuse me, underwater, <clears throat> um, you know, science lab by Roxxon, and they're doing their thing. They're looking, and, and all of a sudden, they, these frost giants come out of nowhere and start attacking um, their little man single man or two two man sub and the best thing i could say about this book so far is when the frost giants start to attack this underwater lab they release 
killer attack sharks. Like this was their like their <laughs> like you know like in a junkyard they got the junkyard dogs. Well, these sharks come shooting out. And it's, it seems that they have headlights and maybe possibly laser beams, but they really didn't get too far into that because I mean in six panels the frost giants are destroying like just stomping them out. You know, getting rid of all their defenses and um inside the lab malachi is if i'm not mistaken is his name who is you know just one of those baddies from the thor realm and he starts they're looking for something and i really it's very difficult to tell and i'm hoping that there wasn't information before this story that i just didn't get um that we don't know what he's looking for he just keeps asking people they say i don't know and they he, he kills them i mean it's really as simple as that um Meanwhile, up in on the moon, they say, uh, you know, shit's going down on Midgard. Everybody's like, well, this is not our fight. This is our fight. Let's go help. Let's not go help. And then all of a sudden, Thor just gets up and leaves. And he goes to, goes to the armory and picks up what I'm assuming is now his new weapon, which is a battle axe of sorts, which seems to have no mystical powers whatsoever. It's just a large cutting implement. And he goes and fights, uh, loses. Not only the battle, but apparently his hand. And then Malachi's like, okay, we got what we came for. And that's the end of the story. Then they flash up to the the moon. And this this girl, this woman, this female shows up out of nowhere. All shadows. Says there always has to be a Thor. And she picks up the hammer. And that's it. Like, the, no character basis, no introduction whatsoever, <laughs> who it is or where she came from or who she's related to, nothing. She's just a, she, I mean, for all we know, she could have been just wandering around on the moon. It's like, oh, hey, look, a hammer. Let me let me pick that up. <laughs> and now she's Thor. Um, It's really well written. You know, I, I, I the, the Thor books that I have read have been by Aaron, and I always enjoyed them. So I'm probably going to continue with this. I don't have very many Marvel books under my belt. That I, I pick up on a weekly or monthly basis, and I, th- the 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 writing and the art is really done well. So I th- feel like this is something that's going to be able to keep my attention for a while. Um, the the old run was great too. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. It, this one doesn't really answer too much questions that the old run, uh, you know, pro posed, but uh, it, it's it's the same writer, so you feel like that he's not going to drop the ball and he's going to answer those old questions, and and you know, with something new. He, with the new character, I, I have a lot of faith in him that he's going to, you know, really succeed here. Because he, he, in the old run, he brought together old Thor, young Thor, and the Thor we know today. And that was like a 25-issue run of, you know, just beautiful art from Isad Rubik. Oh, and Fantastic, uh, fantastic artwork. And just great stories. And, and I'm not, I had never really read Thor, and I loved that run. And so I'm really looking forward to what they're doing here. The the guy who's who's drawing this one is the one is the same draw the guy who drew uh, Cyclops the one I um, I reviewed about a month or two ago, and right. you know he started off strong on that one and I just can't wait to see what he does here. It, it it's really it's like stunning artwork. I mean because there's this big battle. Uh, I guess it would be an emotional battle between Odin and his wife because Odin's been away for a while and you know the wife took over rule and she's not really letting it go and he's not happy about that uh, because he's like a man's man you know no woman can tell me what to do and she's I, I mean I feel that this female character is definitely brought in by her but they have they led absolutely no information about that out whatsoever um, if you do get a chance to pick it up and read it you really should check out the letters column in the back 
because they're, the first letter is from the stereotypical comic book fan that says, oh my God, this has changed. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> you suck. Put it back. And Aaron, I mean, fights back and, and not harshly, but he's like, really? You, you, you're you saying that? You read all of my other ones? You like them? Just because <laughs> yeah. it's abroad now? You, you, you Come on now. <laughs> this, store, this store had tits and all of a sudden it sucks? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's to, almost to that point. Yeah. And uh, a funny thing, as I was picking this up in, in, a, in, a, in a local shop, I was talking with a guy and he's like, the best thing about this book is that however long Thor and Thor books have been around, this is the first time we see the actual word Thor on the cover incorporate the hammer into the H and the O. And I looked at that, and I'm like, wow, it took how many decades to figure out that really cool look? It's uh, it's a fantastic cover. I'm shocked that no one has done that before. <laughs> shocked. Because it's so simple, and it's it just lends it's itself so well to perfectly, it. Perfectly. Perfectly. So, um... That's that for Thor. Uh, my second book for the week is another uh, Jason Aaron book, uh, Men of Wrath. Um, Jason Aaron and Ron Garney. This book really took me by surprise. I, I, I picked it up because the, the cover caught my <laughs> eye. It was a very Sin City type of look. And I, I started when, I, you know, I always open up just to the first page. I try not to flip through the whole book because I want to see the basis for the art. Because if I don't like the art, I'll be taken out of the book and I can't read it. And... Within the first, the cover page and the first page, there is a quote from Bruce Springsteen on the, the inside cover page and a man bleeding from the neck on the second page. And I was like, oh, sold. Throw that in the bag. I'm, I'm good. Take this home. Um, it's a story. It, the story starts off in the past about the, the history of this single fa- or this specific family and how this one single action has let it's almost like cursed the lineage of this family. Um, sheep farmers fighting and guy gets stabbed in the neck kid sees it father tells the kid to go get help kid runs away is never the same after that and it turns out that this uh, a part of this lineage has become a what seems to be like a small town hitman and like everybody knows him he know they everybody knows not to 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 to, to fuck with him and for good reason because this man takes no shit from nobody and <laughs> not even babies, not even babies. And Fuck I, you know, that was, it was to the point, like I was, okay, I like, if he didn't kill a dog, I'm okay. You know, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but throwing the baby in the lake, that's fine. It was, it was meh. It was all right. I expected it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, the, the main character, what I'm assuming is the main character so far seems to be dying of cancer. He's definitely not going to go out that way. He's a, a hitman who's got, I mean, it was a brief glimpse, but he doesn't really, he doesn't have uh, materialistic interests in anything because his house, super simple. He's got a, you know, um, a kitchen cabinet full of envelopes of cash <laughs> yeah. and a living room of guns. That's it. <laughs> um, I saw that. <laughs> like, I, I actually did a double take when I, you know, I just, cause it's all, it's just pictures, no words. And I'm like, oh, he's looking at an envelope. Oh, look at all the guns. Wait a minute. That cabinet <laughs> is full of envelopes. That is this a guy. scary amount of guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is hired by. I guess another another small town bigwig. It seems like a, a uh, like a mafioso type of guy, and he's hired to to go take someone out. And the guy brings up who he's gonna or who he's supposed to kill. And he's like, "Listen, I understand if you don't want to take this job, but I definitely wanted to bring you into the loop so you know what's going on." And he shows him a picture on his cell phone. There is a creepy resemblance. It just looks like a, you know, 
a, a younger version. And shockingly enough, we get a little bit of what's going on with the target. And he's trying to rob a convenience store of sorts, pulls a gun. The guy behind the counter is like, you can't do anything with that gun. I'm behind bulletproof glass. Just <laughs> go away. Guy runs away, you know, and he's heading home. There's obviously something going on with his wife or girlfriend. She seems pregnant. And she's like, why didn't you tell me he was coming? And he's like, well, who's there? She's like, he told me you said that he was coming to help us. And he's like, who's there? And it turns out it's his father. So his father was sent to kill him. And on that note... It ends. <laughs> yeah. So with a nice to be continued at the end. I always like that. It's like like the, the end of a good television show. Like I want to watch the next episode. Yeah. Um, Aaron did a really good job. It was really simple. Um, straight to the point. There was no, no like no fodder. Everything was like ripe for the story. And the male column, like I always try to read the gives a whole backstory how this is like a really personal story to Aaron. Um, how he's been wanting to to do something like this for a while, and I I mean I'm sold. Like I it's a it's not a DC. It's 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 a Marvel it's a, book. It's icon. Yeah, it's Marvel. I mean it's 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 not even, like it doesn't even have I I know icon is Marvel, but it's not Marvel. It's icon. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, was yeah, the yeah. last time you picked up a book that had that 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 all seeing eye on it? Like yeah, I, I'm I, shocked that this book went to Marvel and, and not to uh, not to Image. Right, and that's and when I first picked it up and I looked at it, and I saw Jason Aaron, and I started flipping. I'm like, oh, this is an independent. Let me make sure it's not Image, because I know you too. Well, you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm not allowed to read Image off for this podcast, so <laughs> I thought I was safe with Icon. <laughs> this book is uh, very similar to uh, Southern Bastard. He, I think he's from Alabama or at least down south, and he's really digging into his roots right now and coming up with some great ideas. You know, I, I love Scalp. I really hope they turn that into a, a, a show. And uh, this kind of follows the same kind of vein where it's, you know, it's not tons of words. Like, it's, he doesn't have to just fill up the page with, with ex exposition and, and all this kind of wordy stuff. It's just a great story, gets to the point, very dramatic. I thought the art got better through the issue. I thought this guy really can't do far away stuff well but his close-up imagery and his expressions are great so i mean i'm looking really looking forward it, to this book. The, the, and you're absolutely right in in the very beginning of the book it seems like a different art style where it's that backstory <laughs> yeah. and then like the first images you see of the main character he's all in shadow you can't you don't know who he is or what his his git is but you know that you need to be afraid of him and like yeah. it's just beautifully beautifully done so I recommend it. Woo! Yeah, you're just riding on the coattails of Jason Aaron. That's why. Shh, you're not supposed to give away my secrets. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So what I read this week, uh, I read the penultimate uh, issue of Wonder Woman, number 34, by Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. I want to say his name. Chang is mm -hmm. his last name, by the way. But uh, <laughs> So this is the second to last episode issue of this great run that kicked off the new 52 what was that 15 years ago it seems like now <laughs> it seems that way <laughs> and i think this book is the quintessential new 52 book uh it it has a great story it's it's a basic story where zeus came down this is you know all the way back in issue one zeus came down and he impregnated a local farm girl that really just hated her town just hated life and everything and uh 
so now the girl is pregnant with Zeus's child. So he's essentially the heir to Zeus's throne. And, uh, you know, the story of Wonder Woman in the whole time is, is great. They nailed her perfectly and they changed up her mythology a little bit and they went more Greek mythology. So, um, you know, she's related to all of the, you know, before she was just made of clay and now she's actually royalty. She's actually in the pantheon and halfway through the series, she becomes God of War. Uh, Ares dies and uh, passes the baton over to her in some kind of tricky way. But does it she, does it she kill him? Yeah, uh, she she's like forced to kill him because of the first son, and so it was you know it was kind of tricky because he she didn't want it. You know, obviously she just she's like you know all about honor and peace and uh, you know virtue, and so she, she gets kind of sort of tricked into becoming the god of war and uh, and just to just to defeat this first son. And the first son is this cool character they came up with that was probably the only successful, um, what was that, Forever Evil kind of tie-in where they w- went back to, um, you know, the Zero issues were cool because uh, it went back to before she was anything and, and back to her, her with, like, training with Ares. And then the Forever Evil was a cool tie-in because it gave you the first son, someone you didn't know about. And a character that was developing, and this is all being done by the same writer too. So it's like his full scope of, you know, this is his technically his thirty sixth issue of, of this book, and it's a complete novel. And so this is just coming down to the end. It's it's um you know basically the the firstborn is has rose to power, and uh, you know Wonder Woman's got to stop him. But in the last issue, she was pretty much. Uh, wrapped up and uh held captive by him and now he is raiding uh the town that she's from uh was that uh i forgot the island the island of women Themyscaria. Themyscaria. yeah it always sound like mascara i was like no, ding little... <laughs> i win <laughs> yeah you got that one so you know um all the characters are in this one you know aries even makes a a, a surprise appearance and he just ties everything together so well. You have all these characters that you're invested in that that been going for so long, and you just want to. I definitely want to see what happens. I I'm always thrown for loop every single issue. Uh, all the characters are so unique and different from each other, and play off each other so well that this this is probably you know between Batman and this book, it, they're they are probably the most successful of the new Fifty Two. I mean, and I don't even think this was that successful in sales. I just think that this is, you know, the most well done out of any book. To to have those tie-ins to be successful, to have all the storylines, and this is a completely new take on Wonder Woman. And to be this good, I mean, it just says so much from Brian Azzarello. Right. I mean, when, when this first came out, unfortunately, I picked it up and I was reading it and I could not get into the other girl's story. I felt like it wasn't a Wonder Woman book, you know, the whomever the young girl, the young girl. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't Wonder Woman. And then I stopped and then I picked it up again. And that's when it was being tied into the the mythology of it. I'm like, this isn't the Wonder Woman. I know I have to go back. And it just became daunting where I, I, 
I the information that I had from the pre fifty two wasn't working for the post new fifty two. But that's but, what was nice about this book. You didn't, you know, that's what was the promise of the new fifty two. It's like, here, guys, here's new origin stories. Here's this is new. This is the new fifty two, not you know bits of the old and now some of the new. This is just you know what you knew about her. Wipe it clean. Let's start fresh and and let's do it right. And that's what Brian Azzarello did. And and he created this universe so many characters and all these uh, you know myth mythological e deities and everything and just to tie it together so perfectly and and to use all their special abilities perfectly and it, it just hands down to them this is a wonderful run and i just suggest it for everybody and especially because it's coming up on the last issue this is going to be it for there right any word on what's happening to her uh no no i, I well not that i know of it there probably is a word out there and I'll probably know more next week when uh, Comic-Con goes on. Oh, that's yeah, true. yeah oh, Comic-Con's right around the corner now. Oy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you two will be attending, right? Yes, yes. Got my, my three-day pass, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Ready to call really, on vacation days. <laughs> I'm, I'm really close to just saying no. Like it, it, after, like, the past two years, it's it has become a chore. Like, it's just I don't know. It's it's pretty it's, a lot it's pretty of crowded this year. You know, it it only gets worse every year and that that's the thing. Like I I'm crowds are good to an extent, you know, people showing up and, you know, showing their dedication and love for this medium, but uh Comic-Con's gotten to a point where uh, I'll I'll make this quick because I don't want to get too off topic. Where it, it's not about the comics anymore. It's, it's uh, not. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, it's I, not. If this you want medium. it to be, you can. You if because I you know I met Greg Rucka last year. I met tons of great artists. Oh and, no, no, you know, no, no. I, I'm not. That's, and I, I love that big crowd is going to draw those big names. Right, right. I, I'm not saying that that's not a piece of it, but I, I'm saying that. They they cater to a larger port like a larger audience, and they try to throw other things in there. Like you know, movie announcements are great, but it's not necessary. I mean, I saw the screening for Beavis and Butthead there, which isn't exactly a comic book. That was an MTV thing, <laughs> but you know, whatever. I was happy to sit in on it and see the the first episode like three months before it came out. Um and you know they they now they have video games and stuff that's that's not comic books you know I I played no. Dead Space there the first time and again <laughs> I have nothing against that personally but looking strictly from a Comic Con that's your name standpoint uh you know it, it maybe they should try and go back to their roots which I know will never happen <laughs> no and not what, after that money maker yeah. what is the name of the uh, video game convention the big one. Like E3. 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 I remember the first year that E3 wasn't happening in New York. Like it had to get canceled or something went awry. So they combined it with Comic-Con. And that first, like hitting the floor on that first day, seeing that crowd, I, in my heart, I'm like, oh, this is this is it. This is the, the <laughs> slow decline <laughs> of what this is going to end up being. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I liked it. You know, I, I'm a, I liked playing those demos. You know, I, Last year I went with my girlfriend and we sat and watched that what StarCraft them play on the big screen oh, for like yeah, the ESL. 45 minutes to an hour yeah, and it was great. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool stuff. I mean, uh, I'm actually going on Sunday to go check out a uh, Hearthstone tournament in uh, in the city and then the week of Comic-Con there's a Dota 2 tournament happening and since I'm not going to Comic-Con this year because I was too slow to get the damn tickets, uh, I'm going to go see the Dota <laughs> 
tournament. Don't, don't worry. If you want to spend the money, there's plenty of them available online. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For stupid amount <laughs> yes, of money. Yes, yes. For hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> that I, I don't I don't need to spend. Yeah, just uh, to walk on other people's heels. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know that's the thing. It's it's too crowded. Uh, Nowadays. I've only gone for the last two years, and you know, so I'm kind of new at it still. And I'm I'm new to the whole comic thing. I've only started reading about six years ago, and uh, I I still look forward to it every year. It's my little my time to let my my geek hair down and and oh go don't nuts. worry, soon enough you'll become as jaded as I am. <laughs> Give it a couple more years, you'll be there. Probably, probably. <laughs> Did you have anything else, uh, Nick? Yeah, uh, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Oh, no. Jeez. Let's talk about... No, oh, I'm kidding. God. <laughs> oh, that really needs to be edited out. No, no, no we're keeping it time. in. No, I'm just, keeping it in. I'm sorry. I, in fact, I'm going to put some reverb on and give some nice echo, maybe a guitar backing track. I like <laughs> just it. Just cut it out, put the song in there, and then cut him right back in. <laughs> you know, that's an option. I am going to mark the time. <laughs> Market eight, dude. So, um, yeah, but I'm actually I am talking about sex right now. It's a book by Joe Casey, and uh, I guess it's like a Russian word for Peter Kowalski. Um, it's a book by Image. It's on its sixteenth issue, and I think it's hilarious because every once in a while, Joe Casey will put on special collectors issue <laughs> like just to try to like i don't it's just a funny way to i think he did it for the first two and then he did it for number 15 so if you ever see that out there i think it's hilarious that he puts that on there gotta get and, those sales oh yeah yeah because this this uh this book is really probably flying off the shelf it's it's every other book this is like the this is the finale of every superhero hero it's um, about a guy who is basically Batman, and uh, his mentor, I guess his Alfred, was a lady, and she died on her deathbed. She said, you know, stop with the, the cape and the cow. Go live your life. And, um, you know, just like Bruce Wayne, he is a head of a company. Um, he has his Catwoman, who is actually running a brothel. Um, you know, all the characters aren't called that but you could translate them there's he has his robin which is this young black kid who's a dishwasher and uh, you know he's going off to his own story but this is not about the the superheroes uh has a lot of villains in it which is cool um they have something that's kind of like killer croc um he's a older guy and uh you know he's got his own plans to take over especially now without the the Simon Cook, his his alter ego, which was the something knight, the gilded knight. And in this book, you never see, he's never in costume. I think you saw like a half of him once in costume. So this is just like the afterlife. It's, it's, the, it's the slow soap opera kind of, you know, uh, take on, on the life after superheroes. And it's, it's, it's great. It's just totally breaks down all the tropes and stereotypes of, of uh, comics and and superhero comics and just breaks it down to his bare bones like like Simon Cook is so uh, detached from reality because of all his days as the crime fighter and he can't you know be in a meeting he can't talk to women uh, even the relationship between him and the Catwoman there was always you know when they're in the Cape and the Cow they 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 acted different. They were able to be freer, I guess, in that costume. And now once they take them off, there are these like closed, you know, inhibited humans, which is so 
you know, great to see. And it's just so different. Like you see so many of these, you know, bravado and, and, uh, you know, all this, this machoism and all these books. And, but deep down, like, you know, can Bruce really talk to a, a person, you know, after being that, that effed up and, and having all those things go on in your life and torturing people like he does, like, can you, you know, have that other side to you? And in this book shows you, you really can't. And it's, and it's about him, you know, kind of working his way back up to, um, uh, just normal life. And in this, in this issue, number 16, uh, in the last issue, he actually asked the Catwoman character out. And so now this one opens up by her, you know, kind of being off in her own little world as she talks to her advisor and she's, you know, just, just dwelling on the fact that he asked me out, we're, we're going to have like this serious relationship. We're going to actually do this. It's so strange to her. And, and I can't wait for that fucking awkward dinner. And that's so weird to say, I've never said that about a comic book in my life. I, you know, I can't wait till he gets to that Joker. That's going to be a good showdown. No, no, I can't wait to see those two have dinner because it's going to be so awkward. And it's what gonna are be... they going to order? Is it going to be a la carte? What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Are they going to have a, a, a table side uh, salad? <laughs> the real question is, is he going to order for her and see what happens then? I, I don't even think he's going to talk in the beginning for a little bit. And, but it, it's, you know, you have that aspect of it. And then you also have the, the bad guys, which is kind of like the, the, you know, what's really going like the, the, the straw that that stirs the drink and uh so at least you have like this underpinning of something that's really going to happen in the background but at the same time you have all this layering of these different characters and it's really just like a, a soap opera and and it's a soap opera for guys and i'm hooked on it <laughs> it is you know as sex you know as the title sex it does have a lot of sex in it um you know so it's it's very day-to-day kind of thing the the sidekick does have sex with his wife a lot or his girlfriend a lot and uh but in the whole time with everyone having sex everybody's having sex except Simon Cook except the main character and the one time where like he was presented with it couldn't do it and had to go home <laughs> like it's oh man <laughs> that listen that happens to everyone it's not that uncommon not not couldn't get it up <laughs> he just couldn't even he was like oh my god you know this is personal interaction you know, he, he, he was just out and ran away. Yeah. yeah like, like that. I don't know if you guys watch this, the amazing Spider-Man uh, cartoon, but yeah, that monkey voice went off like, yeah. and, like he, and he bounced and he bounced. So it's, it's definitely a different book. Uh, just like all image books, it's, it's completely out there. And only, I think Joe Casey can write something like this because he's been in, in the Cape and Cal, uh, you know, business for so long that now. I think this is what he really wants to say about all these characters and, and all these tropes. And so it's, it's really a fun read. Have you guys ever read it or picked it up at all? No, I haven't. I, I saw it a while back and I just kind of forgot about it. But I, I had sort of an interest in it. Unfortunately, I just never got the chance. <laughs> yeah. Dean, it did have the wor- big word sex on the cover. So we do understand <laughs> why there was an interest. Yeah, yeah of, course. of course. I got it just because it was uh, an image book. And at the time, image couldn't do any wrong sure. about a year you, and a half ago. You got now it they could for do the a little articles. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I bought because at the same time, sex came out. Bounce was out, too. And that's another Joe Casey book. And I loved Bounce. It was it was a mini series. It was only eight issues. I think it was eight or 12 issues. So. Uh, and, and that was great. And that had like a definitive story. And, but at the same time, 
you had like this this complete opposite book that he was writing because balance was a superhero book about like a spider-man kind of book and then sex was this this other book about you know the other life the other side of life for these superheroes and so it was a great balance between reading those two books awesome sweet deal man sweet deal well, Dean, what, have, what have you been reading? Ah, oh, man, you guys. Uh, okay, so the first book I read, since I did read books, uh, is called Fiction Squad, uh, published by Boom Studios. Uh, it's written by Paul Jenkins. Art is by Ramon F. Box, or Batches. I, I'm going to call him Batches. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to call him the Batches. All right, so um, books are uh, sort of like a, uh, I guess, a fairy tale book kind of crossover book um it takes place in this world where all literature lives in one universe there's a horror universe or horror land uh <laughs> crime crime land or wh- that doesn't sound like fables at all shut your horror mouth <laughs> god damn it yeah yeah i fucking read fables okay but it's it's 400 issues in and I'm on issue 20 and I'm not buying eight trade paperbacks that's going to cost me $60,000. So that book's taking a back seat till I get the money. Uh but th- this is this is a kind of cool book and yeah, it it sort of does bite on fables, but it's got a lighter feel to it. Fables is a very very serious book to a point. I mean, besides oh, like yeah, all yeah. the the you know the the fake animals it has or fake characters, it has a very tense plot and storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this book is a little lighter, uh, a little lighthearted, and it- it's it's nice. It's it's a cool change. Uh, basically, like I was saying, uh, there it takes place in all these different lands, but the main focus is the fairy tale land where this all sort of corruption seems to be happening. The queens, uh, which sort of run the town of fairy tale land, uh, and have the thumb on the mayor of the town. Uh, are at war with the witches who are trying to gain turf in fairy tale land, and this is all going on behind the scenes. So all this show and happiness is all facade for this gritty, gritty crime world going on in the background, which is kind of cool. Now this is where it gets interesting. There's this one failed character from a novella uh, <laughs> who didn't make it in his own book. Who cried? Bumblebee cro- man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what it is but uh he he crosses over from his um from his own crime story that uh ended up coming coming up short and he couldn't stay in his own book so he crossed over into fairy tale land to try and i guess solve solve crimes in in this world and it it gets really interesting very very quick because you see all these characters like um there's one point where the the main character uh Frankie Mac I think his name is uh is is talking about Jack and Jill and he legit turns the the nursery rhyme into a uh analytical like CSI plot. He's like uh Jack and Jill were smuggling uh uh stuff uphill to uh the the neighbor neighboring towns and uh, unfortunately, the witches pushed uh, Jack down, and unfortunately, he's missing, and now Jill is mortally wounded. And I was like, "What? What the? <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> it, it, it was it was kind of cool. It was, it was funny, and the the book is it's 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 good. I I I like the writing. Uh, the characters are cool. It's it's a very sort of I guess 
anime type of art look. You know, uh, the women are out of proportion. Uh, the all the characters have like the the uplifted nose and the big eyes and whatnot. But I mean that that doesn't take away from the book too much. It's still very very nice to look at. It's colorful, which it should be because it takes place in a land where everything is colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also like there's this one thing where Pinocchio is the informant for the, the cop. And I guess he's more or less an unwilling informant because he can't lie because every time he lies, his nose gets bigger. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. But they don't call him Pinocchio. They call him Noke, N-O-K-E. And good old Noke. Yeah, and, and that's how they say it. Like, good old Noke here uh, getting <laughs> us our uh, information that we need. And I'm, Well, they, they didn't want to pay the money to Disney, I guess. Prob- so. Probably not. But, uh, <laughs> I, how did Disney weasel his way into getting all those rights to hundreds of years of old stories? And they're like, oh, they're ours. Have you seen um, Once Upon, or I guess it's called Once Now, the television show? Wait, they changed it? It's just Once Now? <sighs> all right, we'll go with Once Upon a Time. It's the same show, okay? But the fact of the matter what, is... What, same show as Fables? No, no, no. I wish. No. Okay. They're, every Disney character has shown up on this show. Oh, my, yeah. My, my missus really likes it. And when I say every, I'm talking like The Little Mermaid and Ursula showed up in a live action television show. Ursula was kind of uh, cool in uh, in this few scenes she had, though, where she like showed up in, I think, like The Mirror or something. Okay, yes. I'm talking about at one point a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretended to be Ursula with the tentacles yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell you what that that show isn't isn't terrible, and it's it's got the d- drama to you know keep everybody into it. But now they started doing Frozen, and I drew the line. I was like, okay. no, no, I'm not doing Captain it. Hook. I'm okay with them spinning, you know characters like peter pan's bad captain hook's good but the fact is captain hook has been on for like a season and a half two seasons and hasn't changed his outfit yet he is still wearing (laughs) pirate garb and everybody else is in martin clothing pirates don't change their outfits when they're on sea i love that son of a bitch (laughs) i i you know what i i'd go out with him he's a sexy looking man i'm not saying he's not dreamy the fact of the matter is he's probably stinky well he's a pirate that's okay uh so yeah i i'd say the fiction squad is definitely worth a read and yeah, I mean, if if you got the chance, pick it up. It's it's a cool looking book, and it's funny. It it definitely has a good sense of humor about itself. Is, is it all ages? Uh, it says it's all ages, but I really don't think it is. Uh, there, there's yeah. some light cussing, you know, like damn and stuff. Mm, so I, I, I oh whoa. Well, I, I would you give that to like a five year old? Probably not. No, <laughs> I I would be more alarmed by the drawings I saw. The, the big anime tits and the eyes popping out. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, the God. proportioned females, as Dean put it. <laughs> I, I think I handled that quite well. Very, very eloquently. eloquently. Thank you. Thank you. The other <laughs> book I checked out is Lobo, and Lobo was actually really cool. I had a lot of fun reading this, uh, and it opens up with the original Lobo getting ganked by this, this new Lobo. And essentially what I what I could make of it is that these two are the last of their um, species, I, I guess, more or less. Uh, er, Cheesy 90s characters. <laughs> well, you, you know well what? That, that That's the thing. Uh, 
they they it, it's kind of like a, a trading off type of standpoint where uh th- this new lobo finds him and he's like you took my name you know how could you do this you're you're uh making me look like a you know a complete idiot and lobo's like oh you can't kill me i'm i'm the best and this is and then all of a sudden the panel zooms out and the new lobo is holding old lobo by the hair and it's just his head hanging there and since he's a, I, I, I forget how the hell to pronounce it, Cesarian, Cesarian, or something like that? Am I Close saying enough. that right? I, I don't fucking Cesarian. know. Cesarian. Cesarian. The C-section. Oh, you beat me. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, well, whatever the fuck he is, they, they, they can regenerate, they can't really die, but... At any rate, he um the, the new Lobo. So wait, wait, wait! Just gonna gloss over that he's supposed to have killed Lobo. He can't kill Lobo. What did he do? Well, no, that's the thing. He he throws the head up into the air <laughs> and he like watch. zaps it with like a bajillion volts, and the head's fried. That's the end of old Lobo, and that's that's it. There there's no <laughs> and more. And there was old great Lobo. rejoicing. Okay, okay, wait. At one, I I'm a fan of the the old Lobo. And at one point in time, there was a book where it was just a puddle of blood, <laughs> blood, and maybe maybe a bit of flesh or two. And he regenerated from that. Well, they're saying since like he killed his consciousness off, it there's there's nothing there there's nothing he could do. He's not coming back. But they didn't show the body or anything after. So I mean, he he technically could come back. I I'm not gonna count that out of the picture. Uh, but th- this uh this new character is a bit more um normal. He's not as as ridiculous and cartoony as as old Lobo, which I mean is better because maybe he can actually have his own book now rather than a short miniseries of just crazy romps throughout outer space. Um, is the new Lobo still wearing tight jeans? Yeah, yeah, maybe tighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, well, he's a little, you know, thinner too. Yeah, so. and the thing is, it's it's sort of like a spacesuit. Like Lobo is sort of an outlaw. This guy's actually, I, I mean, they're both bounty hunters, but Lobo look like a the old Lobo look like a, a an outlaw fucking biker. This guy looks more like he's playing the part of a of a bounty hunter. He he's clean shaven. He he looks. A little bit more normal than old Lobo did. So, so not a badass son of a bastard, as they. Used oh, he to looks say. badass. Yeah, he he mm. does look badass, and he has but still sexy. He he does look sexy. I mean, as oh, fuck. are we on? I I mean, you know, if mark the, if mark the time, if if him and if him and Hook want to hit me up, you know, whatever. I'm I'm not gonna say anything. But, <laughs> um, he he's got these cool new weapons because Lobo old Lobo was all about the guns, uh, and you know a lot of uh. uh high artillery and stuff. This dude is all about these Assassin Creed daggers that he's got that are connected to a chain as well, and he swings them around. They're, like, electrically charged, so he could just sear through stuff. It's absolutely ridiculous, and the action in the book is really cool. Uh, Going to the plot, what it's about is after he kills Old Lobo, he gets thrown in jail because he literally tears apart this planet uh, with the fighting they're doing. So... A broker comes and deals him out, but the deal is he has to take out uh, seven other bounty hunters going after a specified target on Earth, of course. Uh, they, they haven't announced who the target is or why they're going after him, but uh, New Lobo ends up killing the first target, and he realizes that this guy uh, he was sent to kill, one of the seven, isn't actually a bounty hunter. He was a sapper, like a demo guy. And he starts realizing that there's more to this than meets the eye. No Transformers pun intended. 
Uh, but <laughs> it, it's it's a cool book. I, I had a lot of fun reading it. I, I it, it definitely feels like it's going to open up into something very, very quickly because this first book evolved incredibly fast. You know, it went from killing Lobo to finding out a little about this new guy to him being sent to Earth, uh, basically out on bail to go take care of these, uh, quotations, bounty hunters, uh, and save this target. And all the while, he has to do this without the target knowing that he is in mortal danger. So I'm interested to see who the target is. I'm kind of hoping it's maybe like a superhero or something, uh, which would be kind of neat. Cause um yeah is is the target good or bad yeah yeah and the thing is um th- this Lobo has a very very bad look on Earth he he the whole time he's calling it a cesspool uh backwater planet uh they they're not even was on he a, in Alabama like, <laughs> no he wasn't <laughs> as uh, a matter of fact <laughs> but uh you know he he's 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 bad mouthing Earth the entire time so I'm I want to see if something changes where he becomes more connected to the planet because it seems like he's going to be on here for a while trying to defend whoever this target is. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. It seems like a really cool book. And this Lobo seems like a way more likable character than the old old Lobo. Not saying old Lobo was a bad character by any means, but this is just a different approach. And sometimes different isn't always bad. Over under, t- over under 10 issues. How long does it go? Oh, under. Uh, no, I, I think this has the, the gumption to go over. I say barely. I say eleven. <laughs> Listen, the original Lobo wasn't meant to be a likable character. Okay, the man fought Santa Claus. It's <laughs> I don't under go oh, there. Yes, there was a Christmas special where Santa, oh my God. Santa Claus smoked a cigar, had a gorilla as a bodyguard, and he was uh, Lobo was hired by, if I'm not mistaken, the Easter Bunny. To kill Santa Claus. Oh, my God. Wait, did he fight the Easter Bunny and also a uh, a lesbian that likes men? No. No. <laughs> Not that I recall. <laughs> no, that, that, that's what I mean. That This book isn't as silly, um, and I think it could have the legs to go further and maybe be an actual DC book for, for once. I mean, I would... Not to get off topic, but I liked the Deathstroke book when it was out. I felt that that had the gumption to keep going. Unfortunately, I guess no one else thought that or anyone at DC thought that, and that book got axed, but I believe that was was, because of a bigger cause. It was doing fine, and then um, Liefeld got on the book. The Liefeld effect. (laughs) Okay, and you laugh, but there is a Liefeld effect. There really is. Uh, Um, They're actually doing another Deathstroke book now. Really, I'm sh- I'm shocked that that it hasn't been out because he's such a main character in Arrow. Yeah, I I really really like Deathstroke as a character, and I feel like in the the past couple years he's really rised up and become a mainstream character. So the fact that he doesn't have his own book is surprising, uh, because he can be played as the antihero. He could be a villain. It could go either way with him, and. I, I think he, he should definitely be one of those characters that has his own book. I mean, a fucking Harley Quinn has her own book. I think Deathstroke should have his Harley own book. Harley Quinn, you can't even compare that because Harley Quinn is in the top 10 every month and she has a following. Well, they, they built her up pretty, pretty heavily yeah, over, over the, the games years. And it was also, a, you know, a, a female character too that that's strong and, you know, that people like in, in the DCU. But... You know, not, 
that, not that, too many. That's what I mean. You know, I I feel like Deathstroke could get over just like uh, s- I don't some, think so. I, just, I don't know. I, man. I just looked it up later this month. Deathstroke done by Tony Daniel. Oh, okay. Well, All there right. you go. I, you got a good artist. Yeah, out there. you know, um, Savage Hawkman. I could I could see that ending, even though for the first few issues it was pretty cool. I understood it. It, mm-hmm. it kind of lost its way. I I just. I, I, I wanted more I wanted more dial H and I wanted more fucking Deathstroke and they they ended it before I I was done and I, it made I, me I'm sad. always under the influence of saying you know just have a Suicide Squad book out rotate the cast and that way everyone can get a little bit of action because that's the only way I read those books I like what they did with the Suicide Squad I kind of fell off it recently um, but that, that, I think that's a good way to get all these characters in there and without, you know, oversaturizing them, you know. No, you're probably right. I think that's a a pretty good way. Nick Grillo for DC, everyone. (laughs) Woo! And hire me, DC, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we'll we'll send his business information out to you guys. Uh, we'll we'll make sure our people get to your people. Uh, we'll so guys, wait, we have people. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize Dean. we were supposed. To- oh, oh, okay. Sorry. This is totally. <laughs> come on. Get, get, come on then. Uh, Andrew, we have people. It's Dean. Come on, we gotta use. We gotta utilize this relationship. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, guys, I, I think uh, I think we've hit the uh, the end of the line here as far as uh, comics go for this week. No, sounds about right. Uh, any anything else you guys want to add? No, but we got it. We got to do a topic again soon. Those were that was well, fun. Th- this is what I was thinking. I don't know like we just what type of following we have. I know being ten episodes in or whatnot, but maybe we could throw that out to the listeners to see if there's anything that they want us to discuss. Yeah, that'd be cool. I I think that's a cool thing. Uh, we'll we'll do a post on Facebook, guys. Shoot us an email if you want to you know lend your your wits to what we should be talking about and join the conversation yes just please please know who would win in a fight question oh yeah no we're not Uh, we're not doing that that's that's been done to death you guys don't need to hear that we don't need to talk about it because we all know harley could win in all fights (laughs) Uh, you know what i was just gonna say batman but you know what you're right (laughs) (laughs) it's that hammer bro hammer and those tits. <laughs> well, I mean, in the assault on Arkham, she she was she was getting it, and I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, there was a getting, a, uh, getting sweaty in there. Scene. Yeah, I the, did like the the risque and you know aspect of it. That was a, that was a cool movie, man. I'll tell you what, like, and it was a different take on things because it wasn't Batman. It was it was the the Suicide Squad, and that's what made that book I, book. That's what made that movie really really cool in my head. Yeah, that, you know. Batman was there, he had his moments, but he wasn't the main focus. And also the cool thing about that, the use of Batman is that he didn't know what was going on. He, and you did. Like, we knew that, you know, the thing, the the uh, Riddler had that, you know, thing in his cane. And, you know, we knew all the ins and outs of all the stories. And Batman was the one being like, why, you know, why does the Joker want this thing? Why, why does the Riddler have this? You know, and, he, and it was kind of like a cool way to use Batman as, he was, you know, the kind of unraveling story from the outside, and you, you had this other, you know, core story on the inside. I, I'll tell you what, you know what really got me? That whole black spider thing? Yes. What do you mean by well, it? Well, I don't want to go, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but when uh, he he switched uh, yes. costumes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was man. Good. That was good. Yeah. That, that was like, the black spider guy was... I didn't really feel him that much. It, I, I, it, it was, was that the guy who played, um... Uh, uh, Gus on Breaking Bad. 
voice wise? Yeah. I have no idea. It's it sounded just like him and I didn't get a chance to look. I'm gonna do that later. Uh yeah, but put, put it in the show notes. Yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> uh I I, th- I think we've reached the end of the podcast. Is there anything you guys need to plug? July twenty fifth, Garden State Comic Fest two thousand fifteen. We have a date. Okay, just hit us up on Facebook, check it out. We're in the process of getting everything rolling, uh, layouts, inviting peoples and, and artists, and, and it's all in process now. So we it's set, 25th, Men in Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Can, can, can we get an email? No. Aw. <laughs> you ruined it last time. You remember what you did at the last one? I'm not going to go into it, but you remember what you did. I, I didn't do it. Did he soil a corner? I have now had to repair my relationship with Charles Paul Wilson. (laughs) I didn't mean it. it. We got it in. Wait, there's someone else we have to mention every podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, once again. uh, Warren Ellis. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm glad we uh, plugged Charles Paul Wilson the third Warren Ellis. (laughs) Drink, everybody. All right, guys. Uh, I I think that uh, covers that. But yeah, definitely check out the Garden State Comic Fest uh, Facebook website for all the guests coming out and everything. We'll be back there again this year, whether we're doing a podcast or not. I don't know, but we'll definitely be back there checking out the show. uh, To say the least, because we had a lot of fun. And they got a bigger venue this year, so it's even better. Tripled (laughs) size again. Exactly. Triple deluxe, bro. Triple deluxe. Uh, all right, so uh, let's let's get down to the brass tacks. Plug uh, away, Dean. Let's right. see if you can do it in one shot. Go. <laughs> so for those of you who love our podcast, remember to subscribe through iTunes where you can also check out the Geek Philosophers and the Stone Age Gamers. Uh, you can also download it on our website at www.geeklife.com. That's www.g33klife.com. Remember, once again, if you want to contact us, remember to shoot us an email. Uh, You can send the email to g33klifesite at gmail.com, or you can hit the nifty contact us tab on our website, and it does the same exact thing, and you never have to open up your email. Just leave your name and email address and the contact information so we can get back to you if we like your your topic because we want to give you credit for that stuff, and we don't just want to be like, yeah, Joe Schmo from down the block said... That uh, bleed, blah, bleed, blue. Yeah, best time to smoke from down it. the block is not very eloquent. No, it's not. <laughs> so we we'd like to give you guys credit. So remember to leave your contact information just so we could say thank you and mention it in the podcast. Uh, for anything else, remember to like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We just had Chris release a really really awesome five minute video. Uh, series called Into the Vault, which he'll be doing a lot more of. And the first one was about a first-party Atari 2600 wireless controller set. And this thing is bananas the way it looks because we think of wireless controllers now, and that that's a given. Everything has to be wireless. Uh, even a few years back with the GameCube, they had the WaveBird controller, which was like the first really, really good first-party controller. Uh, but 20 years before that, we had Atari with this ginormous transmitter receiver set uh, <laughs> on the bottom of these already big control sticks uh, trying to do their best to 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 give people Save the, the ease the yeah the ease of use. And uh, 
it was really cool and I, I had a lot of fun watching it and especially editing it because I had to watch <laughs> it seven times but uh, it, it's a really cool video remember to just check it out because if you like retro stuff or video games at all it's a really neat video and Chris does a great job explaining this stuff too we love ourselves some Chris we do we do in fact uh, I'll be seeing him in about a half hour so yay me <laughs> uh, guys for anything else again just check out our social media because that's the quickest way to figure out what's going on with us whether it's a new podcast video or where we're going to be in the area at some of the uh, conventions or events coming up uh, besides that subscribe and comment on our iTunes page it really means a lot to us uh, we love the feedback and we love hearing what you guys think about the show uh, with that being said, uh, from Evan, Nick, myself, and Dan not being present because he's enjoying his birthday weekend, go fuck yourself, Dan, and happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Dan. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Win. <laughs> All right, from us at the Paper Cuts Podcast, have a good night. Bye.